Holy shit, we're back. It's been a while. It has been a while, and we made this joke last time about, or well, not last time, but one time, about, uh, you know, we could take a 30-day break and come back and nobody would ever know, but I think at this point people do know <laughs> that we've been away for a little while. The two, our two fans uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. miss us. Yeah, well, you know, one of them doesn't, but the other one does. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, so, Phil, bring us in, man. Can you fucking uh, believe it? <laughs> Robotic version, I love it. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, we've been away for a while. We've, um, uh, let's see. You've adopted a dog. I did just gr- today. Yeah, you grew a beard. I did. Mm-hmm. I uh, uh, let's see. I what did I do? I uh, broke up with my girlfriend. That yeah. was fun. Ooh. You know. So uh, let's see what else. You got in a fight. I got in a fight. I have a I have a scrape on my arm to prove it. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had uh, the various uh, Christmases and uh, Thanksgivings and uh, New Year's. Wow, has it been Thanksgiving since Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah. Holy crap! Wow, we have been away for a while. We did the (laughs) the requisite what we talked about before the benders, the uh, trips to Vegas, (laughs) you know, the the dead hookers in the desert. (laughs) Oh, that was another one I saw. (laughs) What's that? (laughs) The dead hooker in the desert. I missed that one. (laughs) I watched The Hangover. Oh, okay, yeah. Hey, I watched The Hangover. Awesome. (laughs) All right, so there's another one. So, let's get this party started. <laughs> it just reminds me of that joke I made about how I was going to shoot out the lights in your apartment and, uh, you know, the dance music would come on. Yeah. This is a callback episode, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, let's focus here. We're, I know that we've, we, we haven't done this in a while. We're probably a little scattered. A little. But, but okay, let's see. What's, what do you want to do first? It's all you, man. Uh, I don't know. We can talk about um, paranormal activity. Let's do that one. Paranormal activity. What What's your general impression of the picture? Well, it was uh, it was in the vein of obviously it was in the vein of uh, the Blair Witch Project. Well, you know, yeah, as far as uh, expense and shooting well, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was supposed to be this uh, this sort of. Uh, cinema verite kind of thing, you know. It's like these yeah, are the yeah. tapes that we found after this happened, and blah blah blah. But people, I mean, I heard from more than one person that were like, "Oh, paranormal activity—it's fucking scary shit," and it's you know, freaked me out, and whatever. And I'm watching it, going, "This isn't scary." I didn't think it was scary at all. I there were a couple scenes that were that were okay, but but yeah, mostly it was it wasn't that great. It was a little touch boring. Yeah, yeah. And the and thing was... The guy was such a douche. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like, let your wife call the demonologist. You let the psychic into your house, but the demonologist, too far! Yeah, yeah. Too you, far! You know, fucking psychic, fine. Demonologist, I am drawing a fucking line. <laughs> but, I mean... I, and then that end scene. Now, here's the thing, though. Is that I think that the version that I watched mm. was the alternate ending... Which ending did it have? It had the one where she stabbed her husband and then, ooh, (laughs) couldn't save that till later. Anyway, um, (laughs) she stabbed her husband and then just sat in the bedroom for like a day, a whole day. 
Uh, no, that's the actual ending. Was it? Okay. See, I thought maybe that was the alternate. Their original ending, which you actually can't find anymore, it was that the cops come in and do something. Yeah, well, and the then, cops came in in the, the ending I saw. They came in and, whoop, ooh, baffled us now. Um, they, they, she sits there for like a whole day mm-hmm. next to the bed and is just rocking back and forth. And then the cops come in and I don't know if they, I think they shoot her. No, see, that, I think that is the, the ending that, that you're not supposed to be able to find. That was the original ending that they tested and didn't test well, so they replaced it. Well, what was the other ending? Uh, the one I saw, she, like, kills her husband and walks up to the camera and just, like, you know, gives a devilish grin or whatever, looking all evil, and then that's the end of the movie. See, okay, yeah, because that's the one that I heard about, where mm. people were like, uh, you didn't need that ending, that, uh like, devil-like face ending. Mm. And I didn't see it, so I didn't know what the hell they were talking about. Yeah. But... There are, like, three or four endings. From what I I, I remember listening to the director, they shot, like, 400 hours of (laughs) material and edited down to, you know, 72 minutes. Yeah, well, the thing was, though, is that that movie didn't really need 400 uh, minutes (laughs) of of footage. No, I don't think so. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the people people told me they're like it's so creepy, you know the doors <laughs> open and close by themselves. I'm like, really? Did you never see that in like a fucking Laurel and Hardy movie? <laughs> I mean, unsolved mysteries. Yeah, I mean it was. It, you're right. It was basically like a reenactment of something that you know yeah. you'd see on either unsolved mysteries or you know whatever <laughs> it was. I expected those plumbers from Connecticut to come in and go, ah, ah, I know, right? Lots of readings here. Well, and then the one, then the guy, the the demonologist or the psychic or the whatever psychic. the hell he was, he was like, I don't want to be here. Uh, this is this is ridiculous. Uh, this is too scary for me. And I'm like, dude, really? <laughs> come on, don't he be was, such a pussy. It was believable. Yeah, yeah. He had the fucking the <laughs> the jacket with the patches on the, <laughs> on the fucking elbows. <laughs> Oh, I, that movie was, it seems to me, was pretty darn overrated. If you want a movie like that, Blair Witch was far superior. Oh, yeah. I thought Blair Witch was better. Mm. And people, people... The ending of Blair Witch is so iconic, you know, with him standing in the corner and all that. That That's, and it's scary as shit. <laughs> it is. And you know what the thing is, though? People had, there was such a backlash against Blair Witch. Yeah. Which never really, I didn't really know, like, what, why that was. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it was a scary-ass movie. And it was the first movie of its type. It was the first movie to do it that way. Yeah. Well. I mean, can you think big. of another one? I, I'm sure there are plenty of student films. Oh, well, like I'm that. sure, but yeah. <laughs> But student films don't count. <laughs> but I remember going to see the, the Blair Witch at uh, the Mayan. Really? Which is, uh, for anybody who's not in Denver, is a theater down, kind of downtown on Broadway and like First or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yeah. And I waited in line with my girlfriend at the time. Uh, and it was like the third day it had been open Mm -hmm. you know at the theater and I remember going in there and just going oh my god that freaked the shit out of me you know (laughs) and then there was so many people were like oh I fucking hated it all it did was make me sick because the camera was shaky that's such a bogus thing I mean I guess but whatever get over it I mean 
for what it was, it was done extremely Take well. Take some Dramamine. Yeah, yeah, Well, it still is the, the, the highest uh, budget to gross ratio movie of all time, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know if Paranormal... Because Paranormal was cheaper than that movie, so I assume it must have passed Was it, it cheaper? Well, yeah, because um, I remember Blair Witch costing, costing something like forty or 50000 and Paranormal cost fifteen. Oh, good lord. Well, now I feel like a failure. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. My final verdict. Hey, remember final verdicts? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I gotta get that sound. Need effect. the law and order noise. Anyway, uh, my final verdict on paranormal paranormal activity is that. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. <laughs> it's too easy. Anyway, my final verdict on it is that I didn't think it was scary. I I mean, I just didn't. I guess I didn't get it. Maybe I didn't get it, or I was just... Maybe my heart is too cold, Phil. I think that's the, that's the key here. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm you trying got to... a little iceberg for ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ice right ahead. Anyway. <laughs> and that movie was the Titanic, and it cracked on your iceberg of a heart. <laughs> <laughs> and they were playing soccer with pieces of my heart on the deck until it sank. <laughs> and the band played. Where was that going? I don't anyway. know. Okay, go ahead. What's the next movie, Phil? We need to move on. What? Oh, wait. Hold on. What's your final verdict for uh, Paranormal Activity? Uh, if you're easily scared, it would be good for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> easily scared by doors opening and closing by themselves. <laughs> well, some of it's effective. Like, I, like uh, you know, when they go up in the attic or whatever. I thought that was kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, when it drags her off down the hall. That was, you know. Well, effective. the thing was, though, is it, it was kind of creepy. But it wasn't scary. No, me. it wasn't like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what's, okay, just a sort of side note here. What's the scariest movie? What movie scared you the most that you've seen? Um, I mean, really, ever. The movie that really made you kind of shit your pants. I mean, not literally. Well, I don't know. The one that stuck with me the most was The New Dawn of the Dead. Just because it's so fucking unpleasant to (laughs) think about fast zombies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 28 Days Later, which just wasn't scary, but... But uh, but Dawn of the Dead, that movie uh, was in my head for like months. I remember you telling me after we saw Dawn of the Dead, the new one, you know what you're talking about, that that denouement or whatever at the end. Yeah, yeah. The, the I, I should have left. Yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me that you would have been fine with that movie except for that end sequence. Exactly. I mean, come on. The, the Romero ones, they always end on a note of hope. You know, even the even the newest one, the Diary of the Dead, ended. They they shut themselves in the panic room, and that was the end of the movie. But you know, they're alive in there for fuck's sake, <laughs> right? And you know, they fly off in the helicopter and Dawn of the Dead or whatever. But in this one, no, they they get on the boat and then they die. Yeah, I thought that was kind of shitty, honestly. Like I was like, why do you why do you have to kill it like that? I mean, what you know, everybody wants. This sort of note of hope at the end, right? Right. So why even do that? Because you're whatever his name is. I forget his name. What's his oh, uh, uh, Zach. Zach I don't know. Three hundred. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, so Watchmen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so was that the one that you would say would scare, that scared you the most? Yeah, I think so. None of the none of the 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 real traditional big ones ever scared me. You know, The Exorcist. I never for a second found scary. Occasionally creepy, but not scary. See, for me. The one movie that scared the bejesus out of me, uh-huh. and I, I mean, I really mean it, I had like fucking nightmares about it, <laughs> was The Exorcist. It uh, scared the shit out of me. I don't get it. Pea soup ain't that scary. Well, but see, it wasn't the pea soup, it wasn't the... It wasn't the, Pazuzu. No, Pazuzu, man, come on. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't that there was something in the movie, some image that I found... Right. Just horrifying. Uh-huh. It was the idea of the movie. Right. You know? And I came from a background where, you know, we went to church and whatever, even though we didn't after that for a long time. But, like, that scared the shit out of me. Hmm. I guess it was sort of more of the, like, you can't do anything about it. You're fucked. You're going to be, you know, possessed and you have nothing to say about it. <laughs> that's kind of, I guess that's what kind of scared me. I guess, uh, yeah. And you know what the funny thing is, too, is that there's so many horror movies that I loved, loved, like the Friday the 13th movies. Uh-huh. They never scared me. No. Never scared Ridiculous. me. Um, you know what book scared the shit out of me, though? What's that? Was it? It. Pennywise. Yeah. Tim Curry, man. No, seriously, that book scared the shit out of me. I kind of, it probably didn't help that I read it when I was like 12. <laughs> Yeah. You know, that that probably didn't help. I'm trying to think. I can't remember reading a horror novel that really put the fear of God into me. I, I, I don't think it was ever. <laughs> part of the problem was, <clears throat> excuse me, part of the problem was when I read that book uh-huh. at my dad's house, the plumbing, for whatever reason, made a lot of noise. <laughs> it really did. And the bathroom was right next to my room. And the plumbing made all these weird gurgling sort of bubbling noises and stuff and I'm just laying in my bed imagining that oh my god I'm fucked uh, you know when I go to sleep <laughs> Pennywise is gonna get me Tim Curry in a clown mask is coming for me <laughs> so okay anyway we've digressed enough what's the next movie Phil um Inglorious Bastards maybe yeah yeah I. you know what I actually have not seen the end of that I watched the first about I'm going to say hour or so of it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I liked it well enough. I think that, I think that uh, Quentin Tarantino is sort of running out of steam a little bit. To a certain extent. I mean, that, it's funny that, that that movie is really choppy. Like, there are some really great scenes in it, but from beginning to end, I don't know that it, it has a lot of flow. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't. I mean, I think that it. I think you're right. I think it's more of a movie where you sort of have to take it in pieces, right? As opposed to a whole. Well, because like my favorite part of the movie is when they meet uh, Diane Kruger in the in the in the bar in the basement, and there are all the other drunk Nazis there. That was a great scene. The rest of the movie, I don't know, and it ends on such a grandiose note. See, I haven't seen the ending though, so I. Well, you know what it is. I don't. They've never, they've never hidden it. I don't oh, know what it is. They they kill Hitler, Hitler and Goebbels and Goring and everybody oh, okay. all at once. Nice, awesome. <laughs> now, so now I gotta watch the end of it. 
Who doesn't want Hitler to die? Tom Cruise does. What? No, I didn't say he didn't. I said he oh, does. Oh, okay. Like, who doesn't want Hitler to die? Tom Cruise. <laughs> I'm trying to go for when as much Tom of a non sequitur as I can. I'm a Nazi. I'm trying to go for a non sequitur, dude. Come on. Anyway. Scientologist Nazi. I guess that's a new wave kind of thing. Oh, Lord. The Germans hate Scientologists. Yeah, I know. They're big time. They banned they, them from the country. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, I was. <laughs> My impression of that movie was that uh, Quentin Tarantino, and apparently this is a movie that he's wanted to make for years and years and years. I had read quotes from him years ago, mm. even when he, back in like the Jackie Brown days, Jackie Brown. <laughs> that he wanted to make this World War II movie, uh-huh. and uh, he, he just never got the chance or whatever it was, but he... I felt like he was directing scenes. He wasn't directing the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's almost it. I mean, the guy knows how to work with actors. He's never really figured out how to work with a plot. He's never really... I don't think... He, I, I think maybe this is a point to argue. I think, arguably, he's never um, directed a movie, except maybe Jackie Brown, that had a defined... A to B to C plot. You're probably right. Uh, because Maybe Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, maybe Reservoir Dogs. Uh, but you're right. I think those are the only two you could really say that had the, the sort of uh, beginning, middle, and end. And he likes to play with the timeline and blah, blah, blah. But the reason he does that, I feel... And hopefully the cat will come across on the podcast because <laughs> yeah. he just decided to... Uh, He's adding his two cents. Yeah, yeah. Because um, he has a big opinion about Quentin Tarantino. But um, <laughs> anyway, he likes to play with the, the timeline and the plot and all that stuff. I think because he's never really had a sense of being able to do the plot from beginning to end. Yeah, the, the the traditional film structure kind of stuff, which is kind of ironic in a way because he's so, he's uh, you know supposedly such a fan it, of the classic movies and stuff. Well, classic. He, he's such a fan of the seventies exploitation pictures. Um, I think uh, most of the time, what I would think about Quentin was that he was less interested in story and more interested in character. I mean, sure. frequently, if you if you listen to the guy talk, which I know it's hard to do, um, <laughs> but uh, and Jesus Christ, watching him in an interview is uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but uh, but he frequently talks about you know I want you to be able to sit down and think about my characters as friends, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. dude, that just sounds sad. Yeah, yeah. Characters well, in movies are not your friends. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, we, we sort. I think we had this conversation about. Uh, about uh, Grindhouse. Yeah, maybe. About yeah. how he wants everybody to be friends with his characters. And it's like, <clears throat> I don't want to be friends with a character in a movie. I want to watch what happens. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, well, uh, why would I want to be this person's friend? For one, either A, I don't really care about them that much. Or B, they're just a character that was made up in, oop, phone call. Pause. Okay. Phone call. Three hours later. <laughs> yeah. Or, or apparently for us, like <laughs> six weeks later. 
I know we had a few crises, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, Barack Obama sur- called and, we and to- needed my opinion on world matters. Exactly. I had surgery. Uh, <laughs> Phil got called away on an urgent mission to the UN. Um, <laughs> the cat went to space. I had to solve those that pesky Iranian problem. <laughs> So if you're listening to this and Iran is no longer a problem, it's because of Phil. (laughs) (laughs) So back to the important matters, Quentin Tarantino's sense of plot. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. So anyway, uh, I think we had the conversation, and maybe I'm backtracking a little bit, but we had the conversation about uh, Grindhouse where he can't seem to get past the 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 character driven thing which for a while worked because yeah. people didn't really that feels <laughs> breaking things okay so anyway what the fuck am i even talking about i don't know okay so it's he a can't, mystery he can't get past character he can't toward plot what's more important in your opinion character or plot uh, one can't exist without the other Sure. I mean, maybe I guess that's not so true. I mean, a movie like My Dinner with Andre is all character. Sure. And no plot, so... Sure. Yeah, you're right. I think you can make... I think. You but generally, can... those movies, too, they're very theatrical. Not uh, in the sense of... Like, as in... Uh, as in like stage. Stagey? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. And see, the thing is, though, too, is it's like, with Quentin Tarantino... Quentin Tarantino at first he really got he had the balance of you know the characters talking like in Reservoir Dogs yeah the characters talking around the the breakfast table uh huh okay you know that scene worked yeah but then in Grindhouse this scene this same scene almost god it went on forever and you're just like will you please shut up after a while it was like will you please just get to doing well, something. That was like a third of that movie. In Reservoir Dogs, that was, you know, whatever, five or ten minutes of screen time. But in 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 uh, whatever it was, Death Proof, um, yeah, that was like 20 minutes of yeah, screen yeah. time. And it was intolerable. Yeah, yeah. I can barely stand to listen to you talk for 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, here we Zing. go. Zing! Anyway... Inglorious uh, Bastards is where this started, am I right? Yes, my okay. your final verdict. My final verdict on Inglorious Bastards, inconclusive. I have not watched the end of it. Indeed. Mine <laughs> overblown. I'll say that. Overblown? Yes. I, I can get on board with that. <laughs> okay. We're all, we're both on board. We're jetting away to our dentist. Um, and, There's uh, a joke I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> and uh our next film is Batteries Not Oh, included. Lord. You know what? I will admit to something. Mm. That that movie was what may have been the first movie that I saw that actually made me tear up a little bit. Aww. Because of the fact that the guy would... I, and it was the dumbest scene, I think. If I'm remembering right, it was when... He was trying to put... The guy was trying to put back the tiles into the floor. Yeah. And for some reason, that seemed so sad to me. Oh. Like, I, I don't know what it was. Like, and he was... 
wasn't he like the sort of mentally and don't make the tear up <laughs> wasn't he like the mentally yeah, he challenged was the former guy? boxer got hit a few too many times yeah yeah for some reason that just I don't know what it was but it was so sad to me <laughs> I mean what was batteries not included like 89 yeah 89 88 something like that yeah so I would have been like tw- like what 11 11 or 12. I was like 9 or 10. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, either way, I just, for some reason, I thought that was just like super sad. And, uh... (laughs) It's funny to to watch that movie. There's like, it's such a creature of this time. I don't think you could find anything in New York that looks like that anymore. The the kind of total decrepit Bronx look that, that, where you, there's nothing in a neighborhood. yeah. You're probably you right. can find it in Detroit, but not in New <laughs> yeah. York anymore. Yeah, you're probably but right. But anyway, uh, it's I mean, you know, Jessica Tandy, Hume Cronin doing their married shtick. Uh, it's fairly cute. I, who's the girl in that movie? It's not Maria Conchita Alonso, but it's someone very much like her. Is it? Um, I don't know. Oh, Elizabeth Pena, maybe. I can't remember. Elizabeth Pena. Yeah. The fuck is that? Uh, Elizabeth Payne. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm sighing and massaging my temples. Dude, I completely have a, a brain lock right now. Well, Google her for fuck's sake. Fine. <laughs> Let's get all she pissy was, about this. <laughs> She's uh, one of the voices in The Incredibles. I remember that. Oh, well. Jackpot. Exactly. Anyway. And uh, and that I always remember that the it's so weird how I don't know Jessica Tandy confuses everyone, especially this one gang member, with being her son. Yeah. And then uh, when he tries to blow up the house, he suddenly gets uh, like nerves over it because she thinks he's his son, and it's rather yeah. Odd. You know that movie was one of those movies where it was sort of a, just an excuse to sort of be real. Sentimental. It is. Yeah, I mean, it's a a Steven Spielberg-produced picture. Sure, sure. Oh, speaking of uh, Steven Spielberg movies, one of the movies I I, I just remembered this. One of the movies that I watched uh, very recently was Jaws. I watched it for the first time in years. And if you want to talk about Jaws, we can, because I have some impressions about that movie that I didn't really expect. Feel free. uh, Okay. Throw Jaws at me here. Oh, okay. Well, um, here comes the Jaws action. Um, <laughs> anyway, well, let's actually, let's, let's wrap up uh, Batteries Not Included first. That was Joe Johnston, am I right? No, I don't think so. Uh, I cannot remember. It's a nobody. It's a nobody director. Oh, really? I yeah. thought it was, okay, I was thinking either. Everybody, th- well, a lot of those movies like that, that are kind of really special effects heavily, yes, Joe Johnston. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, that's my go-to guy right there. Exactly. Joe Johnston. But okay. Speaking of which, he has a new movie coming out on my birthday that will actually end up being my birthday movie. Which is The Wolfman. Eesh. That looks bad. We talked about this. No, before. it does not. It looks bad to me, dude. I ah, sorry. I just we talked about the trailer before. I know, but, but you're so wrong <laughs> that I have a hard time believing you. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I just, the more I see the trailer, like, I've seen the commercials, and the more I see the commercials and the trailers and stuff, I, the more I think, yeah, that's not going to be good. 
Well, like two years ago, my birthday movie was Jumper, so I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I have a great track record with these pictures, but um, but this year it'll be Wolfman. Yeah. Okay, well, you know what? I'll be there with bells on. <laughs> bells! <laughs> An angel got its wings because Amos is wearing bells. For the Wolfman. <laughs> uh, Benicio Del Toro got wings because I was there with bells on. Uh, <laughs> and Anthony yeah. Hopkins will live forever. I, see, that's kind of like half the reason I want to see that movie is just to watch Anthony Gr- Hopkins make those weird little faces he makes. Those little grimaces to say, I know everything. <laughs> I'm 97 years old and I don't need to be in this movie, but I am. <laughs> anyway, whatever. <laughs> okay, so uh, what were we talking about? Jaws. Jaws. Okay. Um, <laughs> you come down here and chum some of this shit. I watched that. You know what's funny, though? Is that I watched that movie, uh, I'm thinking about, I mean, like less than a week ago. Mm-hmm. And I, um, it, it actually still does hold up. Sure. I mean, it's... It's a quality picture. It, it, uh, for all the... Well, I wanted to hate it for some reason. And <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I wanted to be like, God, this sucks. You know, I wanted to be like, this is bullshit. But it holds up. It does. It's one of the few Steven Spielberg movies that I really love, I think. You know, like when the, when the mom comes over and slaps him? That's like the best scene ever. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the thing is, too, is it's like you read all these stories about how the, the shark wouldn't work and they couldn't get it to work right. Yeah, and they yeah. thought they were going to have to shut down the production because the shark wouldn't work. Well... Apparently, they got around it, whether it was in post-production well, it was, or whatever it was. It was supposed to show up earlier in the picture, and most people now will say that the picture works better because uh, Jaws becomes a payoff later in the picture. Sure, sure, and I totally subscribe to that. I mean, you know, it doesn't. it's not just right in your face all the time. I mean, it's real sort of, un, uh-huh. you know, you, it's just this threat. <laughs> um Maybe that would, might be the movie that scared me the most. Really? I still have problems in deep water. <laughs> <laughs> if you were blonde and naked and a female, you would definitely have problems. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> that's, I mean, ter- tell, tell me about it, but that, that opening scene in that movie is terrifying. When that girl, those sounds that girl makes, that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, like, you know what? Oh god, that's unpleasant. Right. Well, see, the thing that I I thought was very effective actually in the uh, in the movie was that whenever somebody got killed, mm-hmm. you know, eaten by jaws, there was just this fountain of blood, which may sound stupid or or uh, like very basic, but at the same time, that would be what would happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, you'd see this giant plume of blood just coming <laughs> out of the water. You Not know, squirting out of the water, uh-huh. but, you know. I'll tell you, I can't remember his name. I think it's Murray Hamilton. And I think he's my favorite part of that movie. Just because the costume designer. Is that the, the him, mayor? The mayor is oh, so perfect. Oh, God. With those suit, those little sport jackets with the with, little with anchors. anchors on them. Yeah. It's like the perfect small town beach mayor. Totally, totally. It's so great. Yeah, yeah. Well, the one thing I noticed, too, is that uh, that when that Spielberg's directing style has changed so dramatically. Because he was, in, in that movie, 
which was his second movie. Am I right? Yeah, something like that. Something yeah. like that. Second or third. Um, Actual he, movie. Well, his first movie was uh, Sugarland. Sugar well, Sugar, his Express, first like, theater movie was Sugarland Express. He did a couple Columbo TV movies, and he did Duel. Right, right, Duel. Okay, that was what which I was, was thinking a t- of. Another TV. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but anyway, his his directing style in that one in Jaws was that he liked for some reason he liked the uh, the real sort of close up in your face shots. Yeah. Well, I like, don't know. With his actors? I, I think the, well, yeah. I think the most iconic shots from those movies are the long distance ones. Like, like I'm thinking of, the, of when the little boy gets eaten and all you see is the raft go over in like a fin. Yeah, and yeah. And it's all the way off in the distance. That's like, it's one thing that comes to mind. So. Well, what struck me though is that uh, in that movie, it didn't really, the directing style in that movie was much, which, I mean, makes sense, which was much more like sort of the original uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark uh-huh. type of thing, well, it's as opposed basic. to, I mean, like, one, say, one AI thing. or Crystal Skull or, any, yeah, yeah. or anything. Well, I mean, one thing you can say about Steven Spielberg is that his directing style is almost the absence of style. True. True. I mean, there's not a hell of a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, you're definitely right about that. I just think that in that movie, in Jaws, he was... I mean, take, for example, (laughs) the joke that you made about you want to come down and chum this shit yourself or whatever, where Roy Scheider is looking back... uh, Obstensibly, he's looking back up at the top of the boat, and the camera's right in his face, and the fucking shark comes right up behind him. And he just throws the chum on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but that's more of like the camera's right in his face. And I don't know if it's because they wanted to get the shark in there uh, or because they really wanted to have Roy Scheider's reaction. <laughs> I mean, who? there's no reaction to have because he's not looking at the shark. Yeah. And then he stands well, up. Well, it's, it's funny. That movie has a, has a lot of humor in it. I think. It does. And, you know, Richard Dreyfuss is so manic in that movie. Oh, my Lord. It's like, okay, that movie, it struck me, another thing that kind of struck me is it's almost like a throwback to the, uh, say, like, almost like the Orson Welles kind of thing, where where everybody's talking over each other and they're, they're just delivering yeah, yeah. their lines so fast and whatever, uh-huh. you know, because everybody's just really energetic and they're all doing their lines over each other. And I don't know if that's supposed to be sort of realistic yeah, or, probably. I mean, it was a big thing. It was the 70s. Everybody wanted realism. Well, you know, everybody wanted cocaine, too. Well, which apparently Dreyfus was a big advocate of. <laughs> so anyway, I think we've pretty much worn out Jaws, don't you think? Probably. Our Jaws or just that Jaws? Ooh. Dude, I'm big on uh, wordplay today. I don't know why. <laughs> I really don't. Quote, unquote, wordplay. <laughs> Are you saying it's not wordplay? Are you saying that I am just I'm making this shit up? a three-year-old would get your wordplay, sir. Touché, sir. <laughs> Touché. <laughs> um, let's see, what else were we going to talk? Talk. Talk Coffee about? talking. Um, Coraline, maybe? Coraline, yeah. I can do Coraline. Uh, 
I mean, I can talk about <laughs> Dora Blythe. <laughs> Little enemy, girl. Look pretty good to me. <laughs> yeah, I throw one in it. Oh, that was terrible. I gotta edit that out. Okay, you know what though? I'm it's... pulling on my collar <laughs> animatedly. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> I need some big glasses like Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> Yeah. It's 36 minutes in. We got to do the smoke break, dude. I'm dying. Okay. And then all we'll right. Come... Well, all right. Smoke break, then Coraline. Yeah. And we're going to do the smoke meantime... break, not Coraline. Thank you. Ooh. Well, then. Okay. We'll on, see you soon. On that note. I'll be... <laughs> okay. So we're back. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Like, I'm still laughing about dirty it. that last joke. The was. dirty joke about Coraline. I, that was horrible. I I I apologize to, <laughs> to all of our many listeners. To to all of our seven listeners, I really do apologize. That was gross. Anyway, um, now Phil feels like a Bond villain. He's got this little dog on his lap. <laughs> Little poodle. <laughs> <laughs> Which means you are evil. And his, it's, it's, it's got lasers on its freaking head. <laughs> <laughs> and can't figure out how to get off the couch, apparently. Yeah. Okay, is. let's focus here. Um, Coraline, uh, which was originally in 3D in the theaters, am I right? I think it was, yes. Uh, I think that many people <laughs> would uh, sort of point to that as a example of the best way to do animation a good a good animated movie yeah it's slightly adult it's more interesting it's uh, it's pretty good i i thought it was enjoyable henry selick clearly knows how to work with the claymation stuff sure sure well and i think we mentioned it on a previous podcast yeah cuz i think you saw it a while ago yeah yeah i but did i hadn't seen it yeah, so more recently. what was your impression of it, though? I mean, like, I watched it with two kids uh, mm. that were, uh, at the time, eight and ten. Yeah. And um, I was actually a little bit, I was kind of thinking that it was a little bit, it was a little scary for that age range. Well, but did they think it was scary? A little bit, yeah. I mean, what what do you think? What was your impression? I, sure, it was, but it's meant to be because I think I think uh, kids need to learn those lessons about loving your mom, even though they're weird kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I, loving your mom, even though they're weird, is that a lesson? Yes. Is it? I think it is. Okay. So I, 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 especially for teenage girls <laughs> who are notoriously. Insane. I think girls in general are insane, but, but that's they're just worse when... when they're thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Debatable, <laughs> but okay. You're biased. Well, you're goddamn right. I am. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I mean, I, apparently, there's not a lot to say about Coraline. Uh, you know. I mean, was, you know what? What? What can you say? It's beautiful. It's uh, the the set design and all that stuff, and the the all the animation is it's pretty spectacular. Um, you know, it's uh, it's terrible that they hired Terry Hatcher to be the mom, but you know what can you do? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the thing I didn't really get was that why did that have to be 3D? I don't know. Why I not? mean, what's the, 
Why not? Because Is that those a reason? Because make more money, yes. Um, the Final Destination, like uh, the three of those movies, um, had been their, their box office receipts had been going down, down, down as they went through. Sure. And then The Final Destination, the last one, which was the worst of them, okay. made just as much as the original because it was in 3D. And so that's a thing a draw, now? yeah. So that's like, I mean, I, okay. Prepare for almost every movie around to come out in 3D very soon. It's such bullshit, though. Because, okay, that was a gimmick in the 50s. But everything old is new again, Amos. Ah, Jesus. I, I, feel, like, I feel like... I feel for it now, too. Yeah, I feel like a fucking old fart or something right now. You like, are an old fart. Well, sure. I'm, <laughs> I'm, a stinky one that's lingered too long. Oh. We need to get the <laughs> fan out. Anyway. <laughs> no, I just... I don't get what... Like, what the hell enhances the experience of Coraline by it being in 3D? Uh, the world becomes more real. It's the same in Avatar, the, where which actually, I don't, I don't know, I didn't see Coraline in 3D, but Avatar uses 3D... Uh, in the perfect way. They don't throw shit at you, you know, or whatever, like most 3D's movie movies do, but they use it to enhance the world, to put you more in the experience. Okay, well, I haven't seen a 3D movie. Uh, literally, I, I don't think I've ever seen a 3D movie in the theater. Uh-huh. Was Avatar uh, better because of the fact that it was 3D? I think... If you sure. had not seen it in 3D, would you have felt like it was better, or it would have been better in 3D? Yes. The movie, if you are seeing Avatar and you see it in 2D, you are doing yourself a disservice. Okay. Um, and there, I mean, like I saw, and this is an embarrassing thing, but I saw um, Superman Returns like three times. Yeah, I remember you talking about that um, before. And and twice I saw it in the regular theater, and then I went to to the IMAX and saw it with like thirty minutes of three D content. Sure, sure. And it was a much more interesting experience. Really? Uh huh. Huh. See, for me, like I always think of three D movies as like the ones where, uh, yeah, like yeah, like Jason three D and and, and uh, Jaws three D. Right, right. And then you know the yo yo is coming right at you, <laughs> exactly. or whatever you know. But no, I think 3D's gotten a lot better. I've seen a lot of movies in 3D, and it's worth it. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, maybe I'll have to uh, check one out. I don't know what the next 3D movie is that's coming out. Uh, well, Avatar's going to be playing until, like, yeah, uh, 2012. for fuck's sake. You know what? Honestly, I don't know where I, like, sort of reversed my opinion, but I used to love James Cameron. I used to love him. Uh, the Aliens was, like... It still is one of my top five movies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Abyss. Uh-huh. I loved The Abyss. Uh-huh. Uh, the Terminator movies. Yeah. The ones that he did. Okay. Uh-huh. But I think right around Titanic, I sort of swung the other way and I was like, fuck him, man. Because Why? I, Just because he got ultra successful? No, 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 no. It's because he didn't... The, uh, the movies that he made before that were... Pretty groundbreaking, and oh, don't look at me like that. And you don't think Titanic and Avatar are groundbreaking? Oh, sure. 
Titanic had four billion dollars to put into it. <laughs> yeah, and, and they, they, they revolutionized special effects. Yeah, okay, okay, which is what he does. Okay, fine. And then Avatar is aliens remade with blue people. <laughs> no, it's not. But I just, I don't. I have no interest in seeing Avatar. I really don't. You should. And, and okay, well, You'll fine. enjoy it. Okay, fine. I'm telling you. Okay, well, I believe you. I mean, you know, if I didn't trust your opinion, I wouldn't be talking to you about movies. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, okay, uh, The Abyss. That movie was awesome. Uh-huh. Okay. Terminator 2 was awesome. Sure. Uh, you know, but then it seemed like he got scared to make a good movie. After Terminator, or after, uh, excuse me, Titanic. Well, right. I mean, how do you come off the fact that you just made the biggest movie of all time, one best picture and best director? I'm sure for a guy who'd done nothing but B-grade action pictures, it felt like a big step up and he didn't quite know what to do. Well, yeah, I mean, I get that. Plus he just went through a divorce at the same time, because... He oh, left God. Linda Hamilton for, for Susie Ami. That's a step up. Yeah. Boy. Um, yeah, no, it's funny though because I actually watched the uh, I watched Titanic with the riff check on it the other day. Literally, like maybe a month ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was looking. The only thing I could think of the whole time when they were doing the scenes with uh, the the old lady mm-hmm. and Susie Ami, I was like. He married her. Like, he got, <laughs> he left Linda Hamilton for her. I mean, both of them are like these sort of stringy, like. Well, he you, likes mannish women. I yeah, mean, yeah. If you've ever seen Catherine Bigelow, you know, <laughs> he doesn't Catherine have the. Bigelow. I, and hey, it's kind of nice that he's being so nice. I always figured James Cameron was like a vindictive little asshole and he'd probably hate his ex wives. But no, like he's being nice to her when she wins awards over him this season. Well, you know. Because it's kind of a toss-up. I think doing a little Oscar commentary, uh, that was my breaking news. <laughs> um, but if you and then there was like sort of your, your funny thing. Da, 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 da. No. <laughs> it was my breaking news, Oscar commentary. Gotcha. The two films that will be fighting it out for Best Picture and Best Director. Okay, let me guess. Hurt Locker. Yes. And something else. Avatar. You think? Yes. You think Avatar would actually be uh, a best picture? Yeah. Not many, well, there's what, 10 fucking movies? It's not. They like, get it now? Yes, there are going to be 10 nominees. That's fucking ridiculous. In fact, let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> I'm serious. That's bullshit. How do you have 10 movies? Uh, up for Best Picture. Really? Well, that's the way they did it in uh, decades and decades ago. Sure, in, in the Oscar- fucking 30s, yes. when there was 10 movies released. Oh, whatever. When there okay, were 500 fine. movies released. Okay, fine, but 10? Really? Yes. I, that's I, bullshit. I disagree, too, but uh, what can you do? They want to get more <laughs> commercial pictures in there. Personally, I think... The Academy will less is less likely to nominate the. Oh, why are you cracking up? <laughs> because less, what do you what you said? What are you gonna do? Okay, what, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna make a <laughs> fucking podcast about it, and that's gonna fucking change everybody's mind. Ooh, blow my <laughs> no, no, mind. No, 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 no. I just mean well, okay. My point is, 
<laughs> the ostensible reason is they want to get more uh, com- commercial pictures in there because the Academy's only nominates these tiny pictures anymore. So, but I think they're just likely to end up with ten tiny pictures rather than five tiny pictures and five big pictures. I would disagree. I would say that what's going to happen is is that you're going to get movies uh, like, say, for example, there's... I don't know, six movies that actually deserve to be nominated. Oh. Okay. Well, you're going to get a oof, big old burp, and then you're going to get my opinion. Then you're going to get uh, you're going to get these four movies that shouldn't be there anyway. And everybody knows it. Maybe. And so... But if there were ten uh, a couple years ago, you might have seen Zodiac, which was really the best picture of its year. Um, uh, I think that was the year Crash won, but by far Zodiac Ugh. was the best movie released in that Fucking year. Fucking Um, but, uh, you know, you might have seen some of these better movies that got overlooked get more attention. But we'll see, we'll see. The nominees come out on Tuesday of this next week. Okay. Um, so we'll see exactly how this shakes out. Yeah, mm. you know, I just, I don't get, uh, like, I really don't understand why... You have to expand the the field to ten when, because they want people to watch the fucking show and they need something besides Vera Drake to be nominated for Oscars. Well, I get it. Nobody's turning in, tuning in anymore. I get it, Phil. I do. Like I understand the. But you re- ceaselessly complain about it. I ceaselessly complain about everything. <laughs> no, I just okay. Here's the thing. I get it. I understand that they want uh, films across the board to be more recognized. I get that. Okay, I do. But can you really say that you need 10 movies in a year to be considered for the Best Picture Oscar? No. Okay. I don't think anybody thinks that except for maybe the people behind the Oscar. Okay, fine. And you know what? The, uh, The one year... Where there was really an actual debate about what was going to be the best picture of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last time I can remember, maybe I'm showing my age here, but the year that it was Boogie Nights, uh, Pulp Fiction, wait, maybe Boogie no, Nights. the last Pulp Fiction, the last year Forrest was... Gump, and I think, and yeah, it was Boogie Nights. Was that ninety? I don't think, Eight? I don't know. No, Forrest Gump came out in like 94. Okay, so it was Boogie Nights, Forrest Gump, and uh, Pulp Fiction. It was like, 90, yeah, it was like 95, maybe? I don't think that's right. The last year I can remember where there was a big debate about who was going to win um, was when A Beautiful Mind was up against The Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, really? You thought there was a debate? There was a big debate. Oh, wait. That's Fellowship why, of the Ring. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. Why, I thought you meant... That's I why Brian Grazer went up there and was like, Oh, God! It was really close! Oh, no, I thought... I'm sorry. I thought you meant uh, the year when uh, The Return of the King came out. Yeah. I mean, everybody knew that Everybody knew the that the, the Two Towers was not going to win, but, it sure. was, but the first or the last was probably... Right, right. Well, I remember... <clears throat> I remember watching those Oscars when uh, the year that uh, the Return of the King 
won uh, like every single fucking Oscar and right. you know whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, I, <laughs> I remember watching it and playing a drinking game and going. Okay, we're going to take a shot every time that they show Peter Jackson. <laughs> and good lord, I was fucking loaded after about 30 <laughs> minutes. That <laughs> oh. yeah, was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But well, so we'll see. Next okay. podcast we'll be able to talk about the Oscar nominees. I, I think, believe. honestly, I think we should do a, a live podcast for the Oscars. I don't know how to do that. Well, you well mean, no, I mean, like, simultaneously with the Oscars. Okay, I'll just say what, okay. What, no, 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 we'll watch the Oscars, we'll hit the record button, uh-huh. we will uh, make our comments uh-huh. live, <laughs> non-rehearsed, uh-huh. and then we will, uh, you know, publish it and people can uh, set their DVRs. Jesus Christ, we're going to have like a four and a half hour podcast. That's okay with me. <laughs> I think that, I mean, shit, we haven't done this in, uh, you know, three months. We could, uh, we could, we could do a four hour podcast right now. Woohoo. Um, <laughs> I love it when you do that. Uh, what was that? The last movie we want to talk about, <laughs> okay. God damn it, putting us back on track. <laughs> okay. Is The Hangover. Hangover. And let me just tell you. What a fucking piece of shit that movie was. Wow. What a piece of horse dung that shows the idiocy of this country. Wow. Yes. That's what, do you what really I think? think about that movie. Okay. Well. Did you enjoy it? <laughs> <laughs> and you, yeah, and now I'm supposed to be like, um, yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> I am now an idiot. No, but I, I mean, I thought it was... I don't know. I thought it was fairly funny. I didn't think it was like uh, I really did. I didn't think it was as funny as like the forty-year-old virgin. Yeah, that was um, of the. I don't know. There's kind of a genre now of these kind of guy gross comedies. Sure, sure. And, and just nothing but crude. Sure, and we actually had the conversation about it on one of the previous podcasts that I just listened to today. Woo! Yeah. So you know what? I'm a listener. Why aren't you? <laughs> anyway. Um, but so, anyway. Go ahead. And, and this movie is obviously part of that. And I, I just don't get it. I, I mean, a couple of them have been funny. The 40-year-old virgin I loved. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I don't know. You know, Superbad made me chuckle a couple times. See, I was not and, as big a fan of Superbad as most people were. I mean, Superbad was like this fucking phenomenon. And I just didn't really get it. Like, I was... You know, it was okay, but... And The Wedding Crashers has its moments. Wedding like Crashers... Christopher Walken yeah. <laughs> uh, is pretty darn funny. But this movie just... I, I, I literally... I think I chuckled once in the entire picture. And that was really? when he threw up at the, at the table. And that was it. Really? Nothing I, else made me laugh. I couldn't mind. I thought some of it was... I mean, I thought some of it was pretty funny. I didn't think that it was... I mean, it was like, again, it was sort of like this phenomenon that just took off. and Made $200 million. I know, right? And, I mean, it was pretty funny. I didn't think it was, like, hilarious. But, I mean, like when the the Chinese guy jumped out of the trunk of the car, I thought that was funny. Everybody says that, and I didn't think it was funny. 
It was surprising. <laughs> yeah, but right? I didn't think it was funny. And because well, and because I conf- thought that Chinese guy overplayed it so much. And it confirmed all the cliches about Chinese guys. Zing. <laughs> um, okay. Whiz bang. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, but okay. no, I just, I, I don't know. I'm wondering if I just have some disconnect with truly crude humor, or maybe this uh, modern variety, but... Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, okay, let me ask you this. When, uh, and we were talking on the smoke break about, I, I had seen, I actually went back and watched um, uh, Airplane uh-huh. again. So, that's a very specific genre of comedy, okay? Yeah. And so is The Hangover. Uh-huh. Okay. So, in those two genres, which to you resonates more? By far the spoon. Yeah? I mean, when I was a kid, uh, you couldn't... I, I, I think I might have seen The Naked Gun about 72 times. Oh, sure. And the same with Airplane and Naked Gun two and a half. And yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, for me, even though he can, Leslie Nielsen can do no wrong. I sure, mean, sure. I like wrongfully accused <laughs> Yeah, I know. Right? This is how far I go. Spy hard. Oh, that <laughs> might be a little too much for me. But, <laughs> but I don't uh, know. I mean, there's, there, there's kind of a, even though Airplane is R-rated, it's pretty genteel. It's pretty, oh, I mean. I can't believe that, that uh, Airplane is R-rated. Honestly. Well, because they've got shaking tits. Well, sure, but that's the only reason Assume why, panic positions or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, But there is no reason for Airplane to be rated R. Yeah. Well, and I'm seriously having some uh, uh, gastrointestinal issues right now. <laughs> anyway. Jeez. Um, <laughs> okay. That's anyway. an honest opinion from him to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I want you people to know... I want you to be in the moment. <laughs> you need to do one of those podcasts where you're like, oh, I just, I'm so constipated today. And I really felt like telling you that. And I'm just going to try and eat some crackers and some, uh, you know, bran. And hopefully it'll come out soon. <laughs> what podcast are you listening to? I don't know. Lonely Man 214. <laughs> 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 my Jewish be... mother the podcast <laughs> this is supposed to be entertainment not like you know what's <laughs> up my ass come today come on okay. you know they're out there I'm there have sh- got to be extremely boring people out there talking about their bowels I'm sure I think it exists I think I can find it on iTunes. I'm going to go on the iTunes store (laughs) and look up lonely people talking about their bowels. (laughs) You will find something. I'm sure there'll be. I'm sure there'll be a bunch there. So, (laughs) where did we go with that? Okay. Anyway, my point is this: the the modern sort of uh, airplane style comedy. Is the hangover. Am I right? Not like a parody or a spoof or like Well right, but that the this the the hangover is uh, an example of modern humor. Sure, sure. But or maybe modern guy humor, because there's still movies that are funny, like The House Bunny. I love that. Sure, House yeah, Bunny. oh that was a funny movie. That was actually way funnier than I thought it would be. Mm. When we talked about it on the podcast. We did. But uh you know, there 
I just uh, there's there's some disconnect between me and this new brand of humor that I think started with old school. Yeah, yeah, that's probably where I started. I I would agree with that. And I I think of those, the only one I like is Forty Year Old Virgin. The that's, only one. That's it. Pretty much. Well, you know what? We've actually talked about quite a few of them, and now that I think about it, I think the only one that you've actually agreed on that you liked was 40-Year-Old Virgin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked The Hangover well enough. Uh, I thought uh, Zach Galifianakis was funny. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was... I actually did think it was funny that he named the baby Carlos for some reason. I don't know why I think that's funny. Uh-huh. Well, maybe because I'm happy. I, I don't but, know. I'm talking, I, I, I keep talking to my friends and like, oh my God, when he's pissing and he sees the lion, it's so funny. I'm See, like, that wasn't really. funny to me at all. When he finds him up on the roof and he's all sunburned, that's so funny. I'm like, not really. See, that wasn't funny to me at all. There was a few points in that movie that were funny to me. Uh, and it was more of the subtle things. Like the fact that... <laughs> Again, like the fact that he named the the baby Carlos. Yeah, and that well, was—I mean—that's not a real obvious joke. Uh huh. The the key to that movie that I thought of when I was watching it, and speaking of which, that's a very lucky dog. He's quite the sat down at the <laughs> yeah, moment. Yes. But is that the 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 true only truly funny part of that movie? Is the photos they show at the end over the credits? Sure. Yeah. That and was pretty I good. I couldn't help thinking to myself. That those photos strung together would have been a better movie. You know, Actually, if, you're they, right. if they had made a movie out of their actual crazy night yeah, antics, yeah. rather than you know, you know what, the hangover afterwards, it would have been a better movie, a more funny movie. You know what? That, you, you're exactly right. I did that. Never occurred to me, but that was you. You are exactly right. <laughs> if they would have made a movie of just these guys being blacked out and drunk and fucking, uh, you know, stealing Mike Tyson's tiger, right? Exactly. That that would have been. And I think what they did, what they wanted to get across, was that. I mean, obviously, you know, it's called The Hangover, oh. so they didn't know what they did. But at the same time, they, they, with the photos, they wanted to make it seem like, oh, you know, uh, we'll just fill in the blanks. You fill in the blanks with your imagination as uh-huh. what they did. Well, in a movie like that, you don't really need to use your imagination. Yeah. Am I right? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, good point, Phil. We have, <laughs> we, we, we have successfully... Defeated the hangover. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Todd Phillips. We, you will bow down before us. <laughs> okay, one think, more. I, no, I, I think, think we need one it. more. No, we didn't write down anything else, Bob. Ah. I mean, I can talk about something. I'm Go for it. Funny. In fact, you know what? What was the one? It wasn't Avatar. Uh, it, what, what was it that you had seen that know. I hadn't seen? Give me your list. Okay, people, bear with us. <laughs> Put on Good some quiet Lord. time yeah, music. Yeah, just dee, 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 imagine dee, hold dee. music. Uh, <laughs> shit. Which Let's one is get it? physical. Oh, physical. don't mess with the Zohan. Oh, we've right. both seen that. Yes. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Little calm, eh? Little calm, me. Um. Why do we have Legend of the Seeker paused on your TV? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. That was a little peek into our world. <laughs> because I was halfway through when you arrived. Okay, okay, whatever. Um, and yes, I do watch bad syndicated Sam Raimi TV shows. Thank you. Okay. 
So you don't mess with the Zohan. You do not. Apparently. You do not. It was uh, uh, certainly cartoonish. Um, <laughs> really? My favorite part is almost certainly uh, John Turturro <laughs> and his commercials for the Halakhalabala stores or whatever the hell they were. Those were pretty funny. John Turturro was pretty funny. Other than that, it's not so great. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't even know what to say to that. Um, it's it's kind of it seemed like kind of Jewish wish fulfillment. Yeah, for yeah. Adam I mean. Yeah, it was sort of like the... To create this super Masonic <laughs> with like a 14-inch penis <laughs> who could do anything it was and like, get any woman. It was, it was sort of like, I am the perfect Jew. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you, all doubt, you all now bow down before me kind of thing. And, but some of it was funny. Like, I mean, I love the fact... The, their, their, the Jewish electronics store was called Going Out of Business. <laughs> yeah. That was actually pretty funny. <laughs> and every time the white guy went in there, he came out with some weird piece of technology. Yeah, yeah. No, that was actually pretty funny. I just... Uh, you're right, though. It was sort of like I said... It was this Jew wish fulfillment kind of thing. It was. It's like, I'm a Superman. I have a giant dong. And, uh, you know, I can do whatever I want. But and what I want to do is cut people's hair. <laughs> what? <laughs> if I was that guy, I would be like, you know, I'd be like the Jewish James Bond, and you know, going around the world banging every girl I could find, and you know, killing the bad guys and whatever. I don't know. It was, it was, was it Vidal Sassoon that he had up, or or, uh, or it, Paul Mitchell? It was Paul, Paul Mitchell? Mitchell yeah, he was obsessed with him. He had the book from the eighties. You have the Paul Mitchell fucking catalog. <laughs> well, and then what, what was it? The, the, he got in a fight in the street with that guy that uh, he like kicked him in the face. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That was just so weird. I mean, yeah. And he all, was, all the old ladies that he was screwing uh, left yeah, and right. Oh I was God. like, what's going on? Really? Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though, too, is it's like if 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 you have that opportunity, <laughs> well, we can't what, think about what, your wish fulfillment. Oh us. well, fine. <laughs> Damn it! I thought this was the internet. I thought this was the land of dreams. It's not. <laughs> but it's the land of crushed dreams. Oh God, don't I know it? <laughs> Whoa, we just brought it way down. Huh. <laughs> so the lesson is you don't mess with the Zohan. Um, but it, the guy is, I don't, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm a little upset right now because I don't get why he would come to New York. He's this superhero and he wants to go fucking Because it's high there. concept. You yeah. know, I mean, just think of Adam Sandler explaining this. I got a Mossad agent with a big dick. Who wants to cut hair? What's and, better? And fuck 60-year-old women. I mean, what the <laughs> fuck is that about? And he's got this weird Palestinian uh, arch enemy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah okay. I don't know. Whatever. I don't even <laughs> think there was anything to talk about when it came to let's m- not mess with the Zohan guy. I messed with the Zohan. I fucking fucked the Zohan. Whoa. That's an admission. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I will edit that out later. <laughs> there you go. 
<laughs> You're right, it won't. <laughs> anyway, Phil, this episode... I think it's gone on long enough. Although it has been long overdue. Yes. It has gone on long enough. Welcome um, us back, people. This is oh, our podcast. We, uh, what's the goddamn email address? It, uh, I don't even remember. No, I do. It's um, can you FBI can, at gmail.com <laughs> if it still exists. It does still exist. In fact, we haven't even gotten any spam. Forward, forward on your spam so we can get some. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we would really love to get your spam. If, and, uh, <laughs> and you know, if you have some ideas for the podcast, if there's anything you would like us to uh, maul, then uh, send oh, along yeah. your ideas of what we should watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what is it again, Phil? Can you FBI Phil? Gmail.com. Oh, wow. Gmail. Gmail.com. Think G string and put mail on the end and a dot com. Mail G string? What? I don't know. And can you FBI at uh, before? Anyway, and can you FBI at gmail.com. It's also at Podcast Machine. It's on iTunes. You, you can people get us anywhere. Yeah, you're all what? over this internet thing. We're, we 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 the have mastered webses. We have mastered the interwebs. You people don't need to even uh, you know worry about it because we know what we're doing. Exactly. Or do we? Kind of sort of. Yeah, I don't know. We're about halfway. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. We, we, we can't even put sound effects in this fucking thing. Fuck, man. <laughs> you know what, actually? <laughs> I've been trying to get sound effects to put in here. And I, know I just want to be able to go, you know, occasionally. Doing. Boing. Whatever, right? We'll be like, uh, we'll make a mention of Megan Fox and I'll go. Boing. <laughs> yes, I want to be the Howard Ooh. Stern show. Oh, I watched... Jennifer's body. Oh no. Oh my god, this is only gonna take a minute, but I swear to god, that movie was such a fucking joke. I watched Jennifer's body, okay? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> I can't even get through this. Um I watched Jennifer's body. It wasn't about Jennifer's body. It wasn't about <laughs> Megan Fox's body. It wasn't about that nerdy chick's body. Amanda Seyfried. Okay, it wasn't about anybody's body. It was about this girl that somehow got possessed by a devil because this fucking emo band tried to sacrifice her to the devil so they could get famous. Yes, I am completely serious about that. Okay, so this I emo band. We just went down in my estimation. I haven't seen it yet, but that's a so, wower. <laughs> so, so there's this emo band. I'm just, just picturing, you know, like 30 seconds to Mars sacrifice. Oh, that's totally <laughs> what it is. And they try and take her out in the woods and sacrifice her, and somehow they fuck up. <laughs> they don't kill her. And so they were going to try and sacrifice her to get famous. And they fucked up. They somehow still got a little bit famous. She turned into a demon. She fucked a bunch of guys uh, and then ate them mm-hmm. or something. Okay. Uh, I don't know exactly. It wasn't really clear what she was doing to these guys, whether she was sucking their blood or eating them or whatever it was. But then the big showdown was 
this other emo guy who was uh, the nerdy chick's boyfriend uh-huh. and and uh, Megan Fox fighting in a swimming pool. Oh, good. An abandoned swimming pool, no less. Uh-huh. That was overgrown with moss and weeds, uh-huh. obviously. Of course. I mean, why wouldn't it be? <laughs> I mean, every fucking small town in uh, Washington... Minnesota. Oh, that's right. It was Minnesota. Had as an overgrown swimming pool, <laughs> and so they fight, and uh, the nerdy chick uh, runs Megan Fox through with a spear. I believe it. Yeah, you know, uh, that I would, sounds like a satisfying ending. Oh, it was totally. I would run Megan Fox through with a spear. If you know what I'm <laughs> saying. Oh, Gazelle. Wow, wow. Would you like some champagne? <laughs> no, but I swear to God, this movie was like, okay, Juno, for whatever reason, sort of quote unquote captured the minds of the young people. I don't know. I thought it was bullshit, Juno, but anyway. Uh, Jennifer's Body, uh-huh. written by uh, Diablo, Diablo Cody. Cody. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> That's my final fucking verdict. Bullshit. Don't do Okay. Okay. Well, that's our podcast anyway. for this evening, folks. <laughs> we need some wrap-up music. So, you know, like, uh, we know, gotta right? get, like, Match Game 76 on here. I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find some. I swear to God, I'm gonna find some. The next time you hear this, we are gonna have some opening and wrap-up music. And, Phil, take us out. Can you fucking believe it? I love it. <laughs>